You should watch this movie, Shawnee. But why, Nathie? Are you asking me why should I watch? You are listening to Why Should I Watch, the podcast about movies and ideas. Hello, Shawnee. Hello, Nathaniel. How are we? That's not my name. That's <laughs> not on my birth certificate as Nathaniel. How have you been? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. How's, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Quite, quite chaotic. I've got yeah. a wedding coming up. Oh, good. In 2019. In 2019. <laughs> I was going to ask we've, what year, but it's just we, that you, absurd. Well, yeah, you've, you've already you've already spoiled the surprise. It's, it's essentially we're doing our suit fittings and the and the prep for it two two years before the actual wedding. Yeah. Where any of us could lost lose weight, I could gain muscle, I could lose my well, leg. Yeah. Like any. You could lose a leg. Yeah. I and you don't need leg. one pants. Like uh, so you, you paid twice. quarter the price. And anything could happen in that time. Yeah. So we're putting all our cards out. Yeah. Everything's being organized. But we don't know for certain, you know, whether the wedding's going through or not. Do you think they might, so they might the call it off? I don't think they'll call it off. I mean, like, we have had a history of called off weddings but in, in our friendship group. One or, one or two at this point, which is which is pretty bad for 25. Um, not tw- it, you mean 25 as an age, not as 25 people. Yeah, as an age, as yeah. an age. Uh, we don't know 25 people. So there's still no. the whole of 2018, which could go anywhere. Yeah, it's it's a whole fresh year. And the last few years have been great. You know, we're putting deposits down. We're, we're putting suits on, and and it's like, how much is a suit going to cost you? No comment. Okay, I don't actually Do, know. Could people price send yet. Uh, money to the Patreon? I don't know. <laughs> Help me pay for this. If you want to donate to Sean, uh, we will give you PayPal details. Thank Just you. send us a message. Thank Watch you at skinnywhiteboy.com, the email address. You can thank you. You can send uh, Sean money. So that's my life at the or moment. Or just send him your thoughts and prayers because Un- that seems to do. Yeah, well. uncertainty keeps me up at night. And yeah, that that's that's my week in a nutshell. Yeah, that's um, good. I was yep. going to go out last night, but I wasn't yep. feeling up for you know that that I think a lot of people feel like this, but I'm sure they do. Tell us. And you get to that certain age where the appeal of going out. To a suburban nightclub just isn't <laughs> isn't the same yeah. as it used to be, and it's it, it's it's harder to suppress certain feelings, and kind of like if you're feeling like you know you might be in a bad mood, but when I was eighteen or twenty, it's easier to like suppress them and go out and have fun. Yeah, like, but now it's like ugh, I know that I know the damage. Yeah, so cause. you're kind of like I'll I'll just um, go out. And then I'll feel better because I'm out. Yeah. But yeah. Whereas now it's like, Ugh. Ugh, I just, uh, I'm not. Like gonna... I know I won't feel better, and yeah, you, you, I need to you drink. Your own moods, and I don't yeah. want to drink and spend money because you're trying to save for a house. Yeah. yeah. Well, save for a lot of things, but yeah, exactly. At the same time, it, I've, I've started. You know, this is the yeah. Nathan Ogilvy theory, oh, well, which I have, name. which which I have. No, that's like, that's not your last name, you goose. His last name starts with a J. Good luck finding him. Your theory is. That if there's no point in having one or two drinks going out, yeah, because it's a waste of money. Because the effect of alcohol is to get drunk, usually. So when you have one beer and you pay ten dollars for it, yeah, it's not going anywhere. No, you know, it's not, it's not hitting you. So your rule is that if you go out and drink, it's all or nothing. Yeah, that, that's what so I it's do. The full effect, you get your money's worth. Then you don't drink for like maybe a fortnight, three weeks. Yeah, I'm usually I've got like gaps of a month now. Usually, yeah. Okay. So it's like, get get really drunk one night, because <laughs> the next it ruins your whole day. The next day, that's the thing. Like we could have gone out last night, but then we'd be like so 
tired today that we wouldn't feel like exactly. doing all the stuff we have to do. And this is this the priority is the pod. Yeah, so maybe we're just maybe stuff. we're just getting mature. We're mature. And all. Maybe. maybe maybe we're growing up. Maybe this is you know yeah, yeah. this is the boys so growing speaking up. Speaking of uh, artistic maturity. Let's oh. talk about the disaster artist. Oh, nice segue. Yeah, I know. Well, it's like if we if we talk longer than five minutes in in, a, in our pre chat. Yeah, well, yeah. we're getting into a deep discussion here. Yeah, this maturing. is going to be a big one. So, give us give us a little huh. bit of history on the room. Well, we've we've actually got a podcast episode on it. So our, do, you, do you have you already forgotten that our, we did that? No, no. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, like let let's ignore that. Oh wow! Ignore and the whole. How we came to terms with the room and how it's affected our lives, and because you've read the book. Well, I will refer you to episode eighteen, which is oh. I, I think it's episode eighteen or oh, thirteen. Yeah. So you don't even remember. No, I, th- I think I'm I'm like twenty percent sure it's episode eighteen. I remember watching the room. Okay, it was with a group of friends about four four or so years ago, and you have to watch the room with a group of friends. Oh yeah, if you watch you it alone, you will. You are a psychopath. Yeah, you, you will. If you it's watch like, it alone, it's like yeah, you you will get sucked into a, a void. Yeah, a black hole. It's insane. They'd probably never come out alive. And you know, obviously, it was funny. We loved it. We were. Was, it, was I in that group, or did you watch and... it once before me? Because I remember we watched it a few years ago. I think we watched it in twenty fourteen. Uh, watched it when you were with a certain. Uh, yeah, ex. yeah. Let's. Why do we keep going? <laughs> <laughs> this is. This is. Can, we can never get through it. But that was the first, Was that the loop. first time you watched it when we were at your house? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was my first full experience. Oh, well, there you yeah. go. We we, yeah. we watched it together for the first time, along with yeah. a couple of other friends, mm-hmm. and dumbfounded, confused. Yeah. It was just like a, like a... It's like watching like a really fast moving plane fly over you, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what was that? And you're like, you know what it is, but at the same time, you're like, I don't really know yeah, like, what that is. I feel a little bit threatened yeah. and a little bit shocked. And that's yeah. that's what I took away from the room, and I didn't... Go back to it for a while. I've only I've only watched little. Uh, I, I think you can only watch it yearly, like maximum. Like even that's probably too much. I don't think I don't think it, even I could do that. I yeah. watch I watch clips on YouTube. Yeah, the funny parts. Oh yeah, there's there's a great one. I think if you just type in the room or best of the room, there's a great like nine minute clip. Yeah, there and it you gives go. You the best scenes. It's like the flower shop. Literally, scene, if you want to watch it alone, the part. Yeah, watch it like yeah. that. Yeah, you don't want to watch the full ninety minutes because it, it will. There's, there's parts that drag. Oh, I don't even think it's ninety minutes. You didn't even get a full ninety minute film nah. out of it. God knows what it is. Because all it basically is at its essence is a love triangle where yep. Johnny is the all American guy who loves Lisa, his future wife, not his fiance, and yep. his best friend Mark is actually banging her behind his back, yep. and he ends up finding out. Yep. And by, in the middle of that is by overhearing it and then tape recording it. Things about yep. breast cancer. Drug yeah, deals, money loans. Yep. Uh, oh, like, a promotion. I, he had a promotion. I can't even like. There's the so many little yep. random snippets of things that, that, yeah, lead, there's about that lead nowhere. There's a hundred plot threads, I think, that just yeah. They, like, they have no. no they have it's, nothing. It's sort of like the um. It's like the Melbourne rail system. There's yep. so many broken lines and nothing actually connects. There you go. There's one circle yeah. that goes around yeah. and that's it. It's like, how do I get to Roeville? What am I going to take? Two buses and a tram. And it's a like a really, really long episode of Melbourne joke. Bold and the Beautiful, yes, or Daylight yes. Savings. It's like a really Daylight bad savings. soap opera. What was yeah. that song? That that show? Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. I said Daylight Savings. I said Daylight yes. Savings. And only, only Sean. So that, that's a half an hour, and yep. what he's done is expanded that to ninety minutes. Yeah. So then, basically, so it's, it's just yeah. awful. So then, basically, what happened? I think it, it it had a few screenings. It was like it went for a couple of weeks, and then um, it sort of just went dormant a bit, and then it started getting a few mm. like comedy nerds started. Like they discovered it and started playing it on college campuses and stuff. Yeah, it started gaining traction. Yeah, then it got a few write-ups in like some online mags and stuff, um, and then it started really like picking up and being shown monthly in like cinemas all over the world, like London, 
Yeah, well, it has, yeah, Australia, it has big sold, in Australia. Out, sold out midnight screenings. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy, still and run. Tommy and Greg. So, Tommy Wiseau is a director, writer, producer, and actor. And everything. He yeah, is, he he is just, literally he, everything. He's the holy trinity of... Funded it. Of creating, yeah. Wrote it. It's fully it's his just... project. And then Greg Sestero, who was like... Who played Mark and then became sort of like the line producer doing all the, you know, all the, the legwork for the film. Yeah. Um, he... Yeah, then he sort of wrote. So he started. He wrote a book about it called The Disaster Artist. Yes, in which 2013. Uh, yeah, it came out. Yeah, I think it came out in 2013. Yeah, but he'd been re- yeah. writing it for several years. Yeah, prior. yeah, he, it was a it was yes. a, quite a long writing process. And um, oh, it would be about his experiences on it because he was sort of an upcoming actor. And I think we did talk about this on the Disaster Artist pre uh, future review yes, as well. Yes. So you can listen to we that. Went, as well. We went through the book. A little we did bit more. go through a bit of that. So then, and what ended up happening was James Franco actually discovered the book. And read it, and then he watched the room. Mm, so yeah. he did it the wrong way around, and was like, "We, I think he told Seth Rogen, you know, we need the rights to this, and we need to make it into a film." <laughs> so Seth Rogen's company bought it, and yeah, then um, awesome. And then they uh, expanded on it, and basically turned it into a film. And I think because I actually remember seeing, I was just because we've been like looking at a lot of reviews and stuff for this episode, yeah. And I actually saw then. something about there was an interview or something, and it was 2015, and they were talking about filming it. So I think it's been like a a solid like two or three year process for this film yeah. to get made because James Franco, if you look at his filmography, he's doing like forty films a year over the last few years. Yeah, like he's done forty heaps. a year, and he's in like TV, he's in like The Juice. He was in that the film about Kennedy based on the Stephen King, like eleven twenty three sixty five. Okay, it was. yeah, never it was like it. the date that um Robert uh, uh, John Kennedy got assassinated, and he was in like that. So he's been in like TV shows. He's been directing films, mm. doing a lot of art he does projects. A lot. I think he's got his masters as well or something, and he's been like teaching. So he's just been doing so much stuff. So I think in all of his spare time, he was working on the Disaster Artist, and so it got. It's I think it's released now. I don't know because its release dates are really I think, scattered. I believe it releases next week. Yeah. In well, Australia. remember when you say next week, our release of this episode is different to when we record. That's true. So by the time, explain this to Sean. By the time this, this is not a live broadcast. By the time. <laughs> The seventh of December, I think. Is yeah, I was going to say by the time day. this probably goes up. It yeah, I think it released. will be released when when you listen. But we to this. we saw it early. We yes. saw it about two weeks getting, earlier. Yes, at Cinema Nova. Yes, beautiful place. And, and Greg Sestero was there yep. live in person. I went to reach for a drink that I don't have, and he did a little bit of Q and A, bit of storytelling. Yeah, uh, we we got your your book signed. Yes, I, I have a copy, and he signed and it. We got the yep. met him, shook his hand, and he was really really nice guy, really down to earth. I mean, I've I've met a few people at like conventions, and it's really nerve wracking meeting oh, yeah. these people. You never know what their personality and but mood is going to be. Greg like. was like really chilled, yeah, and super chilled. Like just meeting like a, a friend. Like I, th- I think we're gonna put the photo of us, photo us with him up. Yeah, we can do that. You can. He just doesn't smile. It's beautiful. No, and I, I think I think <laughs> he's just he's just cruising along with it. Yeah. You know? Oh, he loves his life. He loves it. He's just like yeah, good to because meet you. I, I was he loves like, the fans. The thing is. Uh, Work in my job at at uh, undisclosed location. I worked with a lot of like I met a lot of like I wouldn't say super famous. Oh, yeah, I guess like comedians like uh, yeah met yeah. George Costan like Jason Alexander and um Brad uh, Garrett and stuff. Yeah, and like they get quoted day in day out like their quotes. You know, they mm. get like their lives are just the main character. Like people know them as their character a lot of the time. Yeah, and so I know like they can get not not bothered, but like they've heard it all before. Yeah, so I just asked Greg. I was like, you know. Thanks for doing this after all these years and stuff. And basically, what he just said was like, he's like, I got to keep making the money, you know. <laughs> so he's just really? like, you know, it's just income for them, it. really. When it when it comes down to it, they're just making. It's bank. wholesome though. Like they're not they're not overselling it. You know, they're not. 
No, and it's, it, just, uh, it's just they're just supporting it still. Yeah, I think, and I think he comes to Melbourne like, but he's like once every two or three years because I think he said last time he was here was twenty twelve. It was before the Disaster Artist was released. Yes, so that was like what five years ago. And I think Tommy came in like twenty thirteen or fourteen for the room. Yeah, well, review, Cinema Nova shows the room monthly still. Yeah, yeah, but and some, that's like some the big event cinema. happened. Yeah. On there, I don't remember. It might have been like the 10th anniversary of The Room, maybe. They might have had a special uh, showing. Yeah, well, that would be 2013, Tommy. so possibly. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we'll get on to the film. So we, yes. we then went into and we watched the film. Oh and, my gosh. Um, First impressions? Go. Oh, I think it was. it's one of the best films of the year. Like, I, it would be in my top five easily. Agreed. I loved it. Rare, it this great. is a rare moment where we actually yeah. agree. This could be a hard yeah. podcast. Yeah, I know. Because I, I was laughing every couple minutes. Oh, yeah. It's such a well-made film. And I think a lot of the reviews commenting are like... I try not to do like a review show. This is more like a, you know, why sh- I guess that's a review why you should mm, watch. Yeah. But um um I, I think the the interesting thing was I'd be interested to see someone that watched the film who didn't know any of the backstory of the room yes. or the disaster artist and yeah. just watched it as a film on its own. Mm. I think then it might be a bit like you're sort of falling behind a bit. Because basically what the story is, they cut a lot of Greg's so the book was written by Greg and it had a lot of his backstory about coming like because he lived in san francisco and he came over to la to be an actor yeah and he lived at tommy's apartment um and he sort of um struggled a lot because he put his like he got the iris burton agency which was like a huge agency back in like the late 90s that represented like hillary duff yeah yeah um harquin phoenix and like a whole bunch of like famous people back then um, and it, they kept putting him out for a lot of stuff, and he kept getting. He did like Lord of the Rings audition. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that, that it, in the Creek movie, it goes yeah. a little bit, a little bit like that through that, that kind of. Yeah, but it, it breezes over it more. It makes it more about Tommy and and the actual Greg's creation of the film. In the book, it's very much. You, get a, from you get a lot more Greg's yeah. backstory. Yeah, yeah. Which I liked more. Yeah. So what it what I think. But I think that was for the better, the film, because the film's only like the 90 minutes. So it's always, you can never like capture a full book into a film. So a lot of the stuff they cut was like the Greg sort of story. So most of it was, it was, it was a lot more Franco in it mm. as Tommy. Which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. But that, that's just to please the fans. The fans want to see. Yeah. Well, that's, he gave them what they Tommy. wanted. And I exactly. think James, James Franco should be uh, Oscar nominated for it, I think. Cause, that was insane watching him. Yeah. Because, uh, um, I, before watch going in, there's so many videos online now of him doing like the impersonation, and you're like, yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty spot on. But to mm-hmm. have him do it for a full film, and apparently he, because he directed it as well and directed in character, yeah, yeah. like he just embodied that role. And spoilers, I mean, you know, you yeah. listen to this, well, knowing watch the, watch the we disaster. Want, we want for spoilers before, before reading this. Um, they do at, right at the end of the film. There's like recreations of the original yeah. scenes. And, and they're almost, like, unrecognisable. Like, there's almost no difference. It's almost like a spot mm. the difference where they're so accurate. Yeah. Like, they exaggerate a few things where he's like, he did not, like, I did not hit her, and he, like, exaggerates a knot. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like, he, they could have just redone the whole film, and it would have mm. been, like, well, basically Well, you, you mentioned same. that they had done most of it, maybe 75% of the film, and it might no, be no, going no, like on. only a third. It was about a third of about the film third? they created. Yeah, which is, yeah. like, 30 minutes. So, they could put out, like, a 30-minute would you said might go on to the special features. Well, I think, yeah, that James Franco was saying, like, they recreated a lot of the scenes. Mm. And he said, like, they have enough that they could almost make it, like, a, an extra. Although Another he, movie? People don't buy DVDs anymore or Blu-rays. Or do they? Oh, I, I would. For, tune for in that. later. Oh. Yeah. We can do... We'll do a Disaster Artist Blu-ray <laughs> review oh, as wow. well, if you want. Click like, subscribe, <laughs> if you'd like to see more content. Like, like here. <laughs> yeah. Going to my, like, YouTuber. My YouTube, That's what YouTubers yeah. sound like? Yeah, in, in my mind. Oh, my gosh. 
Um, I like comment subscribe. I don't actually have anything negative my about the film, um, except that it ended. Oh, really, wow. like oh, wow. I, I loved this film. It was so positive and, and uplifting. It was just, it was. That, that there's nothing true. really that I disliked. I never found myself bored. The pacing no. was really good. Yeah, yeah. I think I thought it was really like it was tight. Yeah, and this is what you know. Like, on. I think I've mentioned this like a, a few times before. More like with superhero films and stuff. Two hours for a film is too long. Yes. Like yeah. And that like some films that go for like two and a half hours, like the Transformers and well, and, the and Last that. Jedi is going to go for 150 minutes. Oh really? Okay, yep. but a film uh, that's that's Huge. different. We'll, we'll talk about that on oh, another yeah. day. Ooh. On another, that's for another episode. But mm. I think some films just need to be tight. Like if it's, especially if it's like a comedy, like a quirky comedy, like this was, it needs to be no more than ninety minutes mm-hmm. because like that kind of like rhythm gets going and it tires pretty quickly. Yeah, and that's what like Judd Apatow, who actually was in this as well, happens. He 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 falls in that trap a lot of doing directing films, comedy films that go for like two hours. Yeah. Is that one like um This is Forty? And it's like it's like Jason Siegel or whatever. Oh. And it sort of flopped a bit because it was Never over two it. hours and or well, like knocked up that goes it just keeps going on and think, on. Think of comedy as like you think either like an episode of MASH, The Simpsons, yeah. or like stand up comedy. It's yeah. really quick. That's right. And that's yeah. that's the that's the point. If you yeah. put if you put comedy around a full length movie yeah. and try and pattern it out. Yeah, it well, doesn't that, that's have a the comedy, same effect. Yeah, drama you can do it, and like with superhero movies, you can always have like other characters and backstories and mm. fight scenes. But with comedy, you've just got to get the, yeah. the pacing. You got to get the stuff out. You, you can't just, you know, fill it in. Like Grown Ups, for example, is a film <laughs> where they drive off, and there's all this story and and backstory for all these stupid characters. Refer to the Adam Sandler people, episode. People don't episode care about 26. that. But you look at another movie like Airplane. Yeah. Which is like yes, which one is of the full of funniest. Yeah. But that that's a short film. Yes. And yes. it's like the disaster house where it's it's just A to yeah. B. Uh, it's it's just nice. It's not stretched out no. any longer than it has to be. No. The, well, if anything, they've it's cut really more. simple like, to they've, follow. They've cut it out. But when you have movies that go for yeah. two hours, which are a comedy, there's too much time between jokes. Oh, absolutely. People kind of get like, am I watching like a drama? Am I watching like a comedy? Yeah, and, and that's actually one thing that you just mentioned before that I agreed with as well is I didn't realize how emotional the film was going to be. Yes. Like I, there was a few moments that were genuinely like, this is like a great emotional moment. Mm. Um, I felt sad for because, Tommy. Because yeah, yeah. Like where, where Tommy, especially at the end when everyone's laughing at his film and he like mm. walks out and he realizes yeah. that. Because what he, he wanted to make a, like a Tennessee Williams style drama, like A Streetcar Named Desire. Which have you seen that film? No, no, I haven't. But you know the story though. It's like it's he's sort of like working. No, 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 I haven't. Okay, well, it's like Marlon Brando. It's like a serious drama, and he's in love with this girl, and Mm. you know, and he's but he's abusive and that, and he can't. You know, like that's how the film starts with Tommy reenacting the scene from Streetcar Named Desire with the Stella, like the Stella, but he's just yelling Stella and like (laughs) like writhing around on the floor and stuff. Like he he just can't get. He doesn't get like the undertones of of how to do a drama properly. No, and that's it's, it's what like turned the film into a comedy. It's like he's taking just the most memorable quotes and then turning that into a film. Yeah, yeah, like he did that's with, all it is. Yeah, like with the James Dean, you know, you're tearing me apart, which yeah, was in yeah. um, oh, I've gone, but Rebel Without a Cause. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? No, I no. haven't. We need no. to have like a classic film night. Get some we can, of these we can have a James Dean night. He only yeah. did a couple of films, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he did like three knock films, it out and that's what. Knock it out so I think Tommy Wiseau. The interesting thing that James Franco captured is that Tommy Wiseau sees himself as this like all-American hero, because you know there's also the scene with Bob Odenkirk. Yes. The actor, he just says, "Why don't you play a villain? Why don't you be like a Dra- uh, Frankenstein or a yeah, Dracula yeah. vampire?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm a hero." 
Like yes. he refused to accept that that he he could so actually do well. It's in like he's just grown up on films where there's just one protagonist who's just a hero. Yeah, like Indiana like Jones or Gremlins yes, yes. or James Dean. Yes, he hasn't been brought up on any horrors. No, or anything like that. No, no, he just, loves just pure. I'm the hero. Everything's about yeah. me. Yeah, and then I love the girl. You know, I get I, I, I have get to girl. get the girl, and maybe he was trying to be a little bit edgy and try and make himself the victim in, oh, in absolutely. the room. Yeah. And he wanted yeah. to like, he's the hero still and he doesn't do anything wrong in the film, even yeah. though he's a psychopath, but you know, create that little bit of drama where he's exactly. said, all right, well now the hero has to go through something. Oh, all right. We'll have his best friend cheat yeah. on him, which he's probably copied from, uh, or, you know, there's any other film thing any where like drama. where people, there's even the scene in, in the disaster artist where they're talking about what like Lisa represents in the film. And you know how, um, June Diane Raphael, who plays the mm. uh, Michelle character, but she's as the actress, Robin Paris. Mm. There's so many layers. There's like the character, then the actress, oh, and then the actress insane. playing that that thing. And then she says that um, Lisa represents the universe, that like Tommy just feels like he's been screwed over by the universe. <laughs> and that's what... And like, so Lisa's not an individual woman that's yeah. like screwed over yeah. like Tommy in the past, but... He, he writes this character in that, like, he's just a victim of everyone being mean to him and stuff. And now that's kind of continued on because he still gets mocked, like, at, at screenings and stuff. But he's kind of, like, accepted it. Like, he's he's sort of taken on the character of, of Johnny. Yeah, and, and that's what I was... That's why I don't really... Because you'll see... If you look if you look at um a interview with Tommy on Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. we watched it before. Yes, yeah. He's he, very he nervous. And I think he's trying to be that character again that's like he's, right yeah. he's laughing he's doing his <laughs> like he's doing that laughter yeah. a lot more he's, he's trying to be all yeah. wacky and well, spontaneous there's a theory that that laugh it might comes be up so awkward the theory i think it was like screen junkies when they they reviewed disaster artists they, they said maybe it's a nervous tick like maybe that like because mm. he does that when he sort of gets nervous and doesn't know what to say because you remember there's yeah. a scene in in the room where mark's like i knew a girl who was like she was seeing 12 guys at once and yeah. one guy found out he beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> yes, like, beautiful. It's like, it's sort of like a filler. It's kind of yeah. like lo- what lol has become. You know, people say lol now yeah. or even ha ha yeah. on like social media texts. It's kind of just filling this silence. Yeah. yeah. It's like acknowledging. It's a safe response for anything. Yeah, it's like a, fill- a gap filler. And I think for Tommy that <laughs> is just like you see him in interviews and he just laughs at really inappropriate times. Because I remember they were like, there was a question. He did like a live stream interview. Yeah. And they're like, what happens to Lisa after the room? And he's like, oh, you know, she'll probably commit suicide. <laughs> like, yeah. it's such a, yeah, such a dark thing to laugh about. Yeah. I think he just does it nervously. The other thing I wanted to say, um, what makes a disaster artist so watchable is like all the Easter eggs of like casting. So you've got James Franco and Dave Franco. Of course. As Gre- Tommy and Greg. Mm-hmm. Brothers. 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 And it's life. the first film they've been in together. Really? You've got yeah, yeah. They've never what? done a project together. No, and this is what they were he saying. He wasn't it's in like, like this is the end or anything like that. Or no, Dave Franco wasn't in that. No. Wow. I don't think so. No, pretty oh, sure he wasn't. Interesting. Um, and then Seth Rogen, yes, is in as Sandy, who's like the um script stu- supervisor. And if if you've ever seen the room, you know the script. You know that's there's no supervising he, that. Seth Rogen was my favorite part. Oh, he's in the he's so good. In it, he yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, because he he he's um. Oh, it's like a supporting role, but he does like the perfect job of like capturing that character of of the insanity. Because yes. as you watch the room, you're thinking the people made in this. How did they like? How do they endure it? But how? 
they always a lot of the times they did question Tommy. They're like, should mm. we do it this way? Can't we do it this way? Like especially with the it's a sex scene where he's like having mm. sex with a belly button. Yeah. They're like, mm, we should do it another way. And Tommy would just override them or threaten yeah. to fire them. Constantly. Or he would fire them yes. if they challenged yes. him. So that's how you know it was just... You know, who, I was going to yeah. say, who was the... Because when I think of Seth Rogen, I think of the other character that was kind of that was with him all the time. Oh, that's um, Paul Shear. He plays um, Randy. He was great yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good. And that was meant to be the director of photography. Yes. Um, and Paul, Paul Shear hosts the How Did This Get Made podcast, which uh, is uh, one what, of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, uh, about, shout outs, shout about outs. bad movies. Oh, I'll have him any day. Yeah. Shout outs. Uh, come, yeah. come feel free to join us whenever you'd like. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Plenty of spots. I wish. Um, then Alison Brie plays um, his girlfriend, Greg's girlfriend. Yep. Um, They're married in real life, I believe. They are. Said. They are a real life couple. Um, Alison Brie from Community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Amber, the girlfriend in... in and see that's the thing like she had a kind of a bigger role in the book where she just hated Tommy and wanted Greg to like um, well we didn't really get to see a lot of that it was yeah. more they just she drop was, it on him he gets yeah. angry and then it just kind of that's it yeah. like there's no confrontation between her and Tommy or well, her talking to to Greg to try and no. convince and, him a lot well Tommy and Greg have such a weird relationship in real life like that best they've got a movie coming out called Best Friends and the R is in like brackets so I think it's like Best Fiends or Best Friends wow and Tommy plays like a mortician like an undertaker who finds Greg and Greg's like a hitchhiker and they go on this weird adventure apparently Paul Shears in that as well as the other main character but just a weird fact mm. but like the poster is like it looks like a gay romance scene <laughs> they're just facing each other like it's the weirdest and, yeah, Greg, and the thing is Greg Sestero wrote that Tommy did not write or direct it or yeah, produce it I Tommy wonder... had no involvement other than being the actor it's got a good score on IMDb remember though. in the the Q&A, Greg said he made that film as sort of feeling guilty for Tommy. Like he wanted yeah. to like work on him with a project. So they did like a 15-year year follow-up to The Room because it's going to come out in 2018, which is like 15 years on. Wait, what? Well, t- 2003, The Room came out. Wait, 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 wait. What? I-, I haven't heard this. He said that in the Q&A. Did he? That he, no, wrote it, he wrote it for Tommy, yeah. And he wrote and produced it and they, they acted in it together. A follow-up to The Room? No, no, the, the film Breast Friends. Oh, yeah. Is like it, it's them. It's they haven't worked on anything since that. Oh, since the okay, room. So okay. Greg felt bad, and like because they, they there was a falling out after the book because Tommy hated the book. Hmm. He said the book only forty percent true, hmm. and but now the film he likes ninety nine point nine percent, which is based on the book. So, hmm. I, I yeah, thought you meant. I, I for some reason I thought they were making a sequel to the room. No, 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 no. Which would, I just, which I, would I be follow up is in like them working together, which would be amazing. Yeah, but well, Tommy did say he wants to do a prequel because he couldn't do a sequel because Johnny's dead. Oh, yeah, that's at true. At the end, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it has to be a prequel. But I think it'd be terrible. Though. No. Well, this, this you is can't, the, this you can't is... capture that magic. <laughs> this is made up. You've also got um, Ari Graynor, who plays um, Juliet Daniel, who plays Lisa in the room. Mm-hmm. Excellent, great actress. Yeah, um, yep. perfectly got the role. Josh Hutchison from the Hunger Games series. Oh, yeah, it's classic. He plays, wasn't in plays it, Philip he wasn't Haldeman, who in plays it Denny. Enough, I reckon. Yeah, he could have been in it a bit more, but the, he just had the best line where he's like, "You know, you play a little boy." He's like, "I'm 26." <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jackie Weaver, who's the Australian actress, she plays Claudette. Actually, uh, she plays um, Carolyn Minot, who is Claudette in the film, who's um, Lisa's mother, the one who has breast yes. cancer. Yep, yep. Um, she was great as well. Uh, then Zac Efron plays um, Dan um, Janjigian, who plays Chris R, who's the drug dealer. Yes, yep. He was funny. Yeah, he was. He was excellent in it. I didn't even realize it was Zac Efron at first. That's how good it was. Um, then we got. Oh, I'll just go through the list. We got Hannibal Buress, who plays one of the Burns and Sawyer salesmen. Hannibal Buress is the black, the black comedian. 
Oh, yeah. The yeah, one who yeah. broke the news about Bill Cosby and his stand-up. He was the one who got that whole thing going. Mm. Um, then you got Nathan Fielder, who's from Nathan For You. He plays the psychologist, Peter the psychologist. Oh, yes, yes, yep. Um, oh, God, so many people. Sharon Stone plays Iris Burton, Greg's Did agent. not even recognise her. Yeah, she's... Melanie Griffith plays um, the teacher at the start, Jean Shelton. At the very start, where really? the first scenes, you know, yeah, yeah, yep. um, jeez. Then you got you've got all three from How Did This Get Made? Paul Shear, Jason Manzuka, Stuart and Rayfield. Um, Jason plays um, the other guy from Burns and Sawyer, salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so many. We got apparently um, Christopher Mintz Plus, who's better known as McLovin. Yep. Uh, plays um, some guy called Sid. Uh, mentioned before, Bob Odenkirk's in it. Uh, Judd Apatow plays one of the film producers that Tommy goes up to and begs for like a role in the restaurant. Oh, yes, and he goes, yep, you know, yep. you'll never be famous. Yep. The chance is like one in a million. And he's like, well, that means it's still possible. And he's like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, the other surprise cameo that I just wanted to mention as well, Brian Cranston mm-hmm. is Brian Cranston. He is. And they made it, they made it like a Whole Foods or whatever. And, um, it's like a little bar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's like, like a little, cafe it's like a cafe something. thing. And, um, Amber is in his Pilates class and Greg talks to, to him. And he's like, oh, you know, we could get you a little role as a lumberjack in Malcolm in the Middle. And uh, he goes to Tommy and says, you know, can we? Can I have a day, like one day spare to get to do this role? And Tommy's like, no, no, we got to do production. And so Tommy refuses to let him do it. Yeah. And that and that gets a bit of resentment, which is not actually in the book. And I don't think is actually a thing that happened. But it's just as like a plot device that like Tommy was costing Greg other opportunities yeah. to work Do you like that though the that room. they included that? Um, yeah, because it, it, I mean... it, it cut down a lot. Um, it cut down a big part of the book, which is Tommy sabotaging Greg's other areas of Greg's life mm. into one quick little scene. Okay. That that that. And that's all we. The really room need. was consuming Greg's life. Like he could not do other things. He couldn't go out on other auditions. Could not do other roles. Yeah. Because he got himself sucked into working with Tommy. Yeah. All the while getting paid, by the way. So Tommy spent six million of his own dollars to yes, get this film made, yes, and all the actors were getting paid. Um, I, I, so it wasn't I, like they were doing it for charity, just, but. Just on that note, I, I loved the scene where. Seth Rogen goes to the bank yeah. to get the check. And he's yes, like, yes, that is a classic. didn't bounce? It's real? <laughs> yeah, and the bank teller goes, um, you know, this this account is a bottomless pit. Yeah. yeah. And that is actually, apparently actually happened to, to him. He went to the bank and the guy told him that. Really? Which apparently, you know, it's like confidentiality, whatever. Wow, but, well, um, there you go. Because that, that's always been yeah. a big mystery where, where the money came from. How did he get, yeah. how did he fund $6 million? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's sort of um, touched on in the book. But, you know, got to read the book. Got to read the book. Um, so we'll just quickly end it up. We'll, we'll start finishing up because we might have a special guest coming on our oh. next episode. Let's just uh, do a quick, like, well, the, budget, the obvious one. I'll just to say the budget. The budget okay. was a million dollars for this, apparently. Yes. The box office. See, I don't even think the box office matters for a film like this. They didn't no. make it to make money. You know, no. like, it probably will make money because it's, it's such just, a cult It's there hit. for the fans and just, just to go off the yeah. source material. But I mean, they say like a film's success, like I've worked, you know, I've worked out what is considered a successful box office film is if it makes four times its budget. Yeah. So if it makes, if it brings in four million, you know, it's done its it, job. I think it will. It should easily bring that in. I think it'll make probably 20 million. Really? Yeah. 20 million on a $1 million budget. Yeah. All I right. reckon it will. All right. I mean, it's still like, it's, it's, it's well, I'll go, a, I'll it's say about, I'm, I'll hope for about five. I'll say about five. Okay. If you say 20. We'll, we're right. we're going to have to give it a few weeks, but you know, we might, we might follow that up. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting on 96%. Nice, so, that's good. That's so that's good. like four and th- three quarter stars, really, because four and a half stars mm. is like 90%. And I would, I'd give this film four and a half stars if I had to like give it a rating. Uh, I'd, and I'd, I'd highly recommend it. I'd give it f- maybe four. Okay. okay. I, so it loses the like, star. It, and I don't really know why, but it doesn't feel like a perfect 
you know, outstanding masterpiece of a film. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe because it's just because it's the source material is the room. Yep. And and you know, it's acted well, <laughs> and and the cinematography is a little bit. It like, is a bit it, shaky. It seems a little bit simple. It's a very well, simple film. I think. I think what, the way it's directed and, and filmed. I, I admit the first few shots are very shaky, and that kind of started giving me a bit of a headache. You know, when there's like it's in the the theater. And they're doing their acting class. Yes. There's a few shots that actually were making me a bit like, Ugh. but it sort of settled down. I don't know why. I don't know if they just did that intentionally at first to make Maybe. it realize like, we're going to film this film a little bit shit to sort of be like, hey, you know, the room is like is shit. filmed average. So this is going to feel, this is going to be yeah. shit. Yeah. I think they sort of like made the cinematography a little bit crappier to Well, I haven't seen any, because this was yeah. directed by James Franco. I haven't seen any. Oh, was it? I haven't. Yeah. No, I, I Oh, wow. I haven't seen any of James Franco's work, so I don't know. Oh, his he... like his personal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. neither have I because he makes so much. He churns uh, so much of it out. If anyone has any recommendations yeah. on any good James Franco films, well, he does a lot of um, uh, who are, uh, the Sound and the Fury. William Faulkner. He does a lot of like American novel adaptations. Okay. Um, nice and easy. Yeah, and he did the one with. Oh, I don't know if he directed the one with Jonah Hill, where Jonah Hill's a um, cop investigating him, and he's like a serial killer. It's like twenty fifteen. He kind of has like they always have like every year they have like one big film and then they just makes a bunch of little ones. Yeah, they had like the interview, and then a whole bunch of small. Is that, like, is is that the 2015 end. interview? I uh, believe yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this is the end. Early of 2014. What? 2015. This is the end. That was 2013. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. a good film. Yeah. So every every yeah one or two years they'll have a big. They'll have a big hit that funds all the Seth rest Rogen, of the Seth Rogen, Jonah yeah. Hill, all the boys yeah. will be back. Yeah, all the boys are back. Would this would would you count this as his as a big project? Yeah, this, this one's massive. This has got a lot of publicity. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's been on, and he's gone on all the like the, like Jimmy Kimmel and all the big yeah, talk shows yeah, to promote yeah, it. Yeah. So most definitely. Any any last thoughts? Um, I just think I think he should at least get acknowledged by the Oscars yes. and get a nom. He probably won't win because there's probably better roles. No. Um, probably better. Um, There'll be a bigger but, and better films, of course. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's the end of the year, and I can't really think of. I think Kamal Nanjiani will get one for the big sick, maybe, as an mm. actor. Or maybe that he might get that for writing because that's like such a good script. But Franco at least deserves one for his acting because that was a transformation. That was. All the makeup was... and prosthetics and voice and mannerisms, like, and to direct as well, you know, to get yeah, that yep, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Any last thoughts on The Disaster Artist? So, you, so four stars, but you, re- you recommend it. That yeah, you, I'd, I'd recommend it. If you're a film nerd. Go and watch it. Yeah. Go read the book. Yeah. Support it as much as you can. Um, no, I, 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 I loved it. Yeah. I think it was, it was the funny, one of the funniest films I've, I've watched this year. Oh, if, yeah. if not uh, this for, year, yeah. to be honest, I, there haven't, hasn't been a lot of funny films out this year. So no, I can't think not, of the not last. Not Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or anything. So, oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, that, no, no, I laughed a bit at that. Okay. But there was no yeah. Tommy in that. So yeah, it, it's, it's a special film. All right. It's a special you film know, for like, special like, people. It's like the, Bohemian Rhapsody okay. film coming out, which, which which we've discussed before. It's like a special, yeah, like it's it's subject, got a niche little audience. Know? Like it's not going to be a super hit, it's, but it's like a it's for that those special Freddie yeah. Mercury fans. Yeah. It's right. like any any musical. Yeah, it is. It is. It's fan yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, very good, very good, very disaster good. artist. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe on our OKCupid okay account. Oh wow, LinkedIn. Sean is looking for Tinder. Another. That's for another day. Grinder. Why Should I Watch is a Skinny White Boy production. For more information, visit www.skinnywhiteboy.com.